Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and we don't have enough time for introductions because we've got a very special, very special guest that I'm excited about, uh, and the person to introduce him, and it should be the only person to introduce him, is the wonderful Daryl Chai Singer. Thank you so much. You spend more time explaining why you can't do an introduction than actually giving an introduction. That would have been much easier if you just said, sitting opposite me no, is a man or whatever no, that you normally do. No. You can't. You've spent more time explaining why exactly. you can't do that. And now I've spent even more time dragging good. this bit it's out. Good. Ben, we have a guest. We have an international guest all the way from Mumbai, India. The uh, CEO of Lazy But Smart Singhalese. Um, also, he is related to one of Australia's best stand-up comedians. Me. He's, he's, he's. <laughs> Please welcome to Fitbed, my brother, Dilshan Jaya Singer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Did... Uh, did the sound just drop out? Sorry, guys. No, it's not there. You are sounding clear. And <laughs> he's, he's kicked it off. He's already being older brother and already worried about quality control. I'm, I'm, of his I'm sorry. I, 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 heard ben, I heard Ben going, yeah. And that yeah, was that, it. That, that, that might out. happen. That might happen. It might cut out for you. But when we do the record, because it's just, you know, it'll pick up Ben's screaming. So you'll have moments where it might drop off a little bit. All right. But, but all thanks right, for coming. Right, thanks okay, for- yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You fall into a very uh, small uh, group of people who are uh, listeners of the podcast who have also uh, now featured on the podcast. So I think it's you, Will Anderson, and Bonnie Davis, and Nick Cody. So yes. That's, uh, that's, quite a, that's quite a list. And Freddie so, Flintoff, he doesn't yeah, listen. I mean, I don't... <laughs> he doesn't listen, but thanks to Freddie, we do have a lot of, uh, lot of listeners. Uh, thank you for joining us, especially because, uh, you know, you are a new father. I know personally that you have very limited time, but also you're going through sleep training. And now let me tell you what, Ben, it's been about 10 days of having a cranky older brother to chat to over the phone, and it almost exactly synchronizes with when Isha's sleep training started. So we're getting him at the best yeah. time we've ever had. We actually, well, just a few days ago, I think when Dill called me, um, he was in the mood. I think he was looking for some support, some uh, some, uh, some kind of affection, some brotherly neediness. support. Neediness. I think we and, call it neediness. And I was in the mood to, yeah, sure. neediness. And I was in the mood to shit on him. Absolutely. I was just trying to shoot down everything he was saying. He was trying to come up with some theory about... Uh, well, I think it was from James Clear, the uh, Atomic Habits. And I was like, yeah, I don't need that. I was just then- shitting on everything. <laughs> and that's when Dil, Dil pointed out to me, you know what? I think I need a little bit more support right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we have a couple of code words here and there when it's like, if someone, if you know, because we muck around a lot. When we speak on the phone, my brother and I, if it goes for about an hour, I would say only like maybe 15 minutes of it is actual like chat the rest of it is just riffing between references from from childhood or whatever but uh but yeah that was one of the times i was like all right code word i need your help right now now <laughs> don't fuck around right and also wh- whenever dylan and i speak it's uh we'll start off with something uh something structured like we'll have something to talk about and then we'll just go into this completely different tangent and then that that tangent has another tangent and finally we just can't keep track of it and we just say all right bye and we end it right <laughs> i love that you you explained how a conversation works <laughs> especially on a podcast basically we do we do we do our own little podcast every pretty much on it on the daily now do but, you, uh, i have i've been telling dale we need to do our own podcast yeah you should you should right I, I, and, that, and the i and and the, I already have the theme. I keep telling this to Dale, but he doesn't like it. My idea is do that we, we do a podcast and we each episode, we pick one member from our extended family yes. and just shit on them. Uh. I just like say <laughs> shit about them and, and just yeah, but... severe ties with that family, the family, that guy's kids, the guy's parents, everyone. <laughs> Oh, so, idea, so really, Dil, it's a pod, it, it's so. a podcast to just uh, just grievances, grudges, just yeah. let them all out, just <laughs> yes. shit on right. your family, and then continue. Yes. This it seems seems <laughs> right. like you are. In a- I mean, with the risk that 
Sorry, with the risk that you're probably not going to hear from that person again. Yes, of course, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, you're burning bridges. That's what it should be called, burning bridges with the Jai Singers. Burning bridges, nice. Now, okay. Dilshan, again, we, we have so many questions. Now, first, again, this is the first time I, because mm. uh, we got to know each other while Dil was in the jungle. You took over um, uh, his uh, social media. And uh, one thing was very prevalent. As yeah. soon as you hit the socials, as soon as you hit Dil, like, Dil just became funnier, which was quite confronting <laughs> because it clearly yeah. runs in the family. Yeah, that was actually... I was actually going to use that in my intro. I forgot. I was going to introduce him as the funniest Jai singer in in, in the land. Now, it was because like oh, that's very kind. I uh, I enjoyed that time. Yeah, I enjoyed the 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 coming up with stuff, but then I didn't enjoy the whole uh, curating clips, uh, curating stuff from the show, and then or putting the correspondences, it up on Insta. having to sort of the co- I guess cur- curating right, that, would have been somewhat and, and creative, only, but the. Yeah, I mean, coming up with the captions and stuff, thats I, I love doing that. So that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, the rest of it was a bit difficult because it was a tough week when we... Uh, obviously, I, my wife and I were very, uh, very privileged that we have a nanny, a full-time nanny. And that was the week that the nanny decided to leave. <laughs> so I'm here managing the socials while there's, a, there's, I think, Isha was two or three months old mm-hmm. at that time and howling away. So it was, uh, we call it hell week in our right. house. Yes. And then the good thing about that is my, uh, my so time I, in the jungle was less yeah. than a week. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. we, we were both watching it. You were watching it. And then you're on the socials and I was on the socials. And we bonded on the fact that, you know, we were very excited, but we, we couldn't see much of him uh, in the jungle. Uh, there'd be snippets of him uh, and then we'd get very frustrated. But then you you were quite funny throughout the whole period while having a newborn. So, uh, but then my follow-up question's already been answered because it was, how could you do this in the midst of having a newborn? But you had a nanny. You had a full-time nanny. What's that like? But not that, but not that week. Oh, so not that week. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That yeah, that that's why it was so tough, you know, because I had to live like normal people. So, <laughs> so, but but uh, but yeah, I managed to do it. I actually remember one morning I set the alarm. I rarely wake up to an alarm, and that week I had to set the alarm so that I had an extra hour where I could work on Dill's socials because yeah. it took a bit of. Uh, it takes a lot of time. Of it's harder than you think. But after you left as well, yeah. your your presence was missed because I have to constantly, at least, especially in that first month after <laughs> I took over, I had to constantly ask, like, reply to people asking you to go back to you because they were they preferred your content than mine. So that was really fun. Not only did I get not only did I get kicked out of a show way earlier than I anticipated, but then I have to come back to people saying, "Oh, you're not as interesting as your brother. Bring him back." Yeah, it was quite. It was it was funny because there were. Uh, I will look to be I mean, towards yeah. the end. Uh, what I what I actually noticed is that I, I actually, for the first time, got a chance to interact with Dill's uh, followers, his fans, and it was really uh, there. Was, it was a nice bunch of people to interact with, you know. And I made sure to inter uh, to reply to every message, or at least uh, say thanks or something, rather than just ignoring them, you yeah. know. And 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 keeping in mind that. Uh, this is coming from a person who didn't want Dill to be voted for the next round because it was taking up too much. <laughs> but I still was being nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. being nice and saying, ni- saying, saying thank you to this. I was. It, th- was uh, it was a nice. Uh, it was a. There was a nice fan club going on there. Yeah, some good folks who uh, I think through the podcast and through I guess the particular type of stand-up I do, there is definitely a a nicer vibe of the type of people that you know find my work interesting. But I was just going to say uh, the, the the about you and I having a similar voice. The one part you can make sure it wasn't me and was you was the final post you made, which simply said, "Well, that sucked." And you left. <laughs> 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 that's that's not. The, I mean, that's exactly what what I was thinking. Yeah, so yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, not quite. It's, it's not quite the gra- 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 gratitude vibe that I rock with. But okay, <laughs> yeah, it was not a gracious, yeah, yeah, yeah. gracious exit. Yeah, because now it looks Graceful now it looks exit. like I posted it. If people are scroll- scrolling through, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Hey, going to with uh, a black background. Going back to this podcast, uh, Dilshan, which is weird because I don't call you Dilshan. Right. I call you Aya, which is uh, right. in Signalese older brother. 
what is it? What is it? What is it? Aya. My king. My king. Do you know what I noticed though? I was thinking we should we should try not to swear too much because this is probably going to be one of those episodes our parents listen to. So and I don't think I mean other than not just once. My dad will listen to it eight times. Oh yeah, he's my dad is up to seven. His seventh viewing of my Amazon special now. Well, this this is what I find fascinating. I I got I've had the pleasure of meeting your parents a couple of times, and they they're very lovely. Um, yes, yes. You could also, there are two sets of parents who generally miss their children uh, more uh, than, than I feel most parents, probably because both their children don't live in the same country as they do. So yeah. you can, you can, <laughs> you can, you can yes. really, really feel it. But now seeing both of you on the screen, it's kind of funny. Who's, you're older, aren't you, Dilshan? Are you, I am older, yes. Yeah. Like five years. Yeah, see, I wouldn't pick it. I can, now I'm seeing both yeah. of you. I generally wouldn't pick it. Like you, generally, I thought for a second when you came on, I was like, "Oh, Dill's the older brother." But I was like, "Oh no, no, that's not the dynamic." And then I knew that straight away as soon as he started talking because you have that sort of, uh, you know, your sort of uh, brotherly vibe going. Yeah, I'm here to support him. I'm nailing life. He, he it, it's pretty, <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's pretty funny. But, but that, that's a compliment to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Because so. you, because you look quite young. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, thank I, you. Yeah, but also it's also because usually in the past I I've um, I can't grow a beard and I always had a baby of face, so it's always been kind of easier for me to pass off as the younger one. But I think as age goes by, as there's more you know weariness to my eyes, I think I'm losing that that edge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's well, like, you still. I mean, for me, the thing is, I. I see Dill's uh, uh, photos from his childhood or maybe from his teen years and I still see that same face. That's the mm. weird thing. I think that's maybe true for most older brothers. But having been through that whole journey, journey, there's that word again, uh, <laughs> journey from Dill's childhood till now, I I still see him as that that little kid who I used to love to tease. I, I, mm. I don't want to use the word bully because maybe it was bullying, but I used to love to tease at least. There's elements of bullying, elements I of mean, teasing. I, I think we've talked about how, how I've fed Dill a lot of bullshit. I mean, there are a lot of wrong things I've taught him. Not, um, half of them intentionally, what? half of them because I believe them myself. What's yeah, because I was five years younger. Because I'm five years younger, I'd be like, just whatever he would say, I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, cool, that sounds cool. I'll I'll be into that. But when, when, how old? Are you, what's the earliest <laughs> me- remember of teasing him? Like, what's the earliest memory? Right. Uh, the, the my mom asked me to uh, watch over Dale because she just had to rush to the to the bathroom. And just as she left, uh, Dill started uh, getting hiccups. And I should have told my mom, oh, he's got hiccups. But instead, I took one of his toys and put it on his belly and just watched it plop up and down. And I laughed my ass off. <laughs> well, see, I, I, didn't, I, thought, I didn't realize that was the story you're going to tell. I thought it was this other one that um, you oh, saw Oh, you talking me- about the one where I threw you yeah. onto the fan? I'm kidding. No, no, no. Okay. One where you yeah. said you saw me do something and I was too small for you to make fun of me about, but you said one day when he's older, I will make fun of him about this. I'm trying to not give it away without. Um, you oh. saw me. <laughs> I love it if it's just uh, so basically, many. Basically, basically, you saw me. You saw me eating something that I shouldn't have. Still nothing. This is so good. This is so good. Did, okay. This Didn't is you so spider? Good. Was it didn't a spider? You, did, did you see me once eat my own shit? Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. That, that laugh you're not going to be able to use because it's just my micro. <laughs> yeah. Dill uh, did. Dill did. Um, you know what? When you started this, I thought this might be what you're referring to. And I was like, nah, are we going to talk about that on this podcast? All right. <laughs> yeah. Dill ate his own shit. I have eaten shit on stage so many yeah. times since then, more metaphorically, but yeah. <laughs> and I love the idea uh, that you saw. You the thing I like about this story. No one, Sorry? No, one let, no one stopped you is why I, oh, I'm wondering why no one stopped you during that Because you, you were watching over me. Devouring obviously. your. You were obviously okay, watching me. And like that mom same... and I were watching you and enjoying. No, no, of course not. <laughs> she would have stopped it. She loves me. Uh, but um, I right. want to go back to the the idea of the pod because I feel like your bits of your DNA are in the pod. Firstly, because 
you dilshan slash aya uh you are the mm. reason why there was a six month clause in the bet because uh, when i floated the idea with you to i see to, ben, uh, yes. uh, to you about yes. it so you introduced that but something i really wanted to bring up is uh your grievances with the pod because <laughs> yeah this guy will talk about shit on the podcast as if it's his own like he just thought of it on the spur of the moment right yes i'm and i'm aware i'd I'm recognize aware. it from the conversation i had the, just the day before we would have spoken about this thing and then next next fitbed podcast i hear him yeah you know i was thinking uh, ben something i realized and and then you start off on this thing i'm like that's 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 mine <laughs> yeah but but I, but I, in dill's defense in dill's defense he does mention uh oh like my brother told me this thing or he has uh he has, he has yeah, tried to, if, it, if, it, if it pops in my head Maybe. that it was if the source of it pops in my head it, i do try and you know refer to the source but yeah sometimes i guess with this podcast we talk to so many different people outside the podcast about you know not just fit not as fitness but just you know mental health and some you know that's it's all kind of swiveling around or you'll be watching a documentary or whatever and you just forget where you got your sources of information from but i particularly love the times where my brother cuz we you listen to it almost as soon as it comes out the episode pretty much right yeah 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 kind of yeah. which which to yeah, be so honest pretty- a lot of people do like a lot of people there's the core there's the core ones where it just comes out and it's downloaded straight away uh, and then uh, people listen. Like I know that I have family members who listen to it in bursts, so like, they won't listen for a month, and then they'll get like four episodes. But it's people like right. Dilshan and a couple other people who right. listen because because then I I don't know. At the time, it seems more relevant, but at the same time, but this is what I find fascinating between you two. You two are very close. You speak what nearly every second day mm. or uh, quite regularly. Uh, which well, at, yeah, at least every second day. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And least. how long have you been doing this? Yeah. Pretty much since you came to Australia, deal. Uh, no, I would say it's sort of once the WhatsApp and things like that, Viber and things became a bit more easier to use. Right. That that sort of contact became better, don't you think so? And and plus, I would say I was I was pretty bad in my early uni days uh, when I first moved to Australia because I think it was the first time I was away from. Uh, family and uh, and the only source of contact was really email, and so I wasn't very good at like you know giving a rundown of everything that was going down. Whereas now with WhatsApp, it's almost like literally it's like hey good morning off to the you know off to get some lunch like as simple as that you know we might keep updated updating right. each other with you know as in the family WhatsApp group I mean yeah yeah yeah. But we do make it a point. I mean I I know from my side. Like if a day goes, maybe two days go by where I haven't spoken to Dill because we message each other on WhatsApp even more uh, frequently. I, I kind of feel like, oh, I haven't spoken to the guy in a while. And I'll either message him or I'll call him. And then sometimes if he hangs up because he's busy, I mean, how he rejects the call, I'll reply with yeah. rude, <laughs> which is the standard line. Which is co- but, which uh, is kind of something yeah, else. We, we speak yeah, quite often. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh and, and so yeah with this so we have uh, but it wasn't always this i would uh, i have to admit i think with del he was always my little brother until he grew taller than me and that's when things changed for me physically in the sense that until then i used to always see him as my little kid is that because you were stronger would, were you uh, always stronger like did you guys ever fight fight no, but he we has had- knocked me out. I mean, I can't tell you that story. Yeah, um, we were <laughs> we were watching Bloodsport, John Claude Van Damme, and we had just finished the we just finished the movie, and we were both just pumped up, and we we're just like play fighting, and and then Dill decides to land one right in the solar plexus, right here in the midriff, you know, pa, and I remember seeing. Like looking around, I'm feeling like everything's getting darker <laughs> and darker, and, and and I don't remember anything after that. And then when I woke up, or rather when I came to, my mom was next to me. Um, my I could see Dill a few feet behind her, and my mom's like slapping my cheek and trying to wake me up. And and I said, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. And um, by the way, Dill, I know, of course, I know where this is going, but I just want some context to our ages because. That is, I think, is important. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, uh, I would, I don't know. I would have been maybe four or five, 
Maybe six. Nonsense. I six. mean, I don't know. But either way, not not double eight, digits. Eight and thirteen. Well, you right? would have been thirteen. I would have been maybe eight. Okay, I I would have been twelve. And or I'm 30. seven so or eight. Okay. Seven, yeah. Maybe. yeah, fair. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Right. And uh, and so I told my mom, no, I'm fine. I don't know why, but my mom's trying to feed me sugar water, just water. <laughs> we can't. Which sugar there's any kind me. of normally <laughs> this this podcast is full of pseudoscience, but anything my mom Razia does, please don't do. <laughs> in terms of in terms of fitness. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, I mean, just I for the record, my mother got... has diabetes. <laughs> So, <laughs> feeding sugar, sugar water. But in her, yeah, but in her defense, she used to black out a lot. So she used to drink that sugar water and that's how diabetes happened. <laughs> no, so I I, uh, I told my mom, I said, I'm fine. But it's weird because I know I fell like this on this on side. Your, on your shoulder, on your, on your this arm. right side of my head. On your left side of your arm. On my arm, arm yeah. but it's this... The, but my right side of my head is throbbing and it's really hurting. And then Dill, who was very quiet in the back, he he says, "Oh, that's because uh, when you passed, when you fell, I thought you were pretending, so I took your head and I dashed it on the ground." <laughs> <laughs> but you did. But, so, but also, my, but it wasn't like it wasn't like you actually like got into fisticuffs. So that was it was more just play fighting. You never. Well, well, there was this one incident at the temple. <laughs> Do you remember this? Thing? I don't remember this temple story. What is this? So this is, <laughs> I do. Wow. I think I must have been around 18. Dill must 13. have been around 13. And 13, 13-year-old Dill was extremely religious. I mean, he was a guy who would, <laughs> he would pray. He would pray before a flight took off, oh, right? Yeah. He'd be sitting next to but me. But to which God? You guys have so many in your pray. family. Yeah, any of them tap into we, uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he'd be he'd be with his hands out, like, you know, in the worshipping mo- uh, gesture. And he'll be actually praying mm. till the flight took off. And I'd be giggling my ass off, right? And I used to love making fun of Dil, Dil's, uh, Dil being religious. And we were at the temple and at the age of 18, 19, I was getting further away from being religious and i remember i went there because i think uh, our dad wanted us to be there or something and um, i was uh while dil was praying to a statue of the buddha and this statue happens to be in a glass box i couldn't i could see that dil could see the reflection of himself so i went from behind and i did like an egyptian Uh, kind of you know dance behind him so that it looks like his hands are moving and he swung around but i think i had been annoying him for a while before that so that was just the yeah for like 13 years broke the camel's back (laughs) (laughs) right and uh, and he just turned around and took a swing at my my the same spot the same uh, midriff (laughs) guess i found a way i remember <laughs> I'm, I'm, I remember. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> I remember seeing goodbye world. Seeing it starting to get, yeah, I started. It started to get dark again, but this time I managed to uh, stay on my feet yeah. and not fire. There's a few. Uh, I think there was more. I would say more than physical uh, punch-ons or anything. We were never the punching type of brothers, which um, which is surprising when you think of two two boys. Did <laughs> Did you have to share a room? Did you have to share a room? You two. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you just, and that's the funny thing, because like the difference between me and my sister is about four years. And all she can recall, all she remembers is that it was, it it was, there was, there was three, there was two forms of teasing. There was, I'm really bored. I'm going to tease you right now. And there was also the long form teasing where you'd start teasing and it was a long game where you had a big finisher at the end that you would play and you would tease and you would tease and tease. And it sounds like you had both. I used to do that on Friday nights when there was no school next day. You know, you can just savor it. You can t- take your time. With it. I was saying that time when, because we were sharing a room, I think we were, we got closer because of that. Do you remember the, the orange nipple story? <laughs> when, when, <laughs> Dil, Dil used to always sleep in a sarong. No shirt and a sarong. I never got into the yeah. sarong thing. I was, uh, I used to wear pyjama shorts or just shorts or whatever. And um, Dill's, I, I was, okay, having fun with him. And he spoke back to me rudely. And I said, hey, watch if you speak like this, when you wake up, your nipples shall be orange. And he was like, just leave me alone. Just let me sleep, whatever. And so he did. 
sleep. I went to bed as well. I woke up earlier than him the next morning, and there was these um, the the highlighter pens, the uh, the pink or uh, yellow uh, highlighter pens. There was an Dadler orange or whatever one, that brand, which yeah. is rare. Yeah, Stadler. And so while Dil was asleep, I colored his nipples orange as I had promised. <laughs> and my, uh, I think Dil has mentioned that there was a kind of a snack bar cafe in our house that my uncle yeah. used to run. And so mm. that uncle had employed some of some young girls to do the the preparation oh, yeah. of the food. They were working in the back, but you had to pass them to go to the to the washroom to get ready for school. And Dill, in his sleep, walks past them with these orange nipples. <laughs> those girls, those girls just had the best start to their morning seeing this kid Especially walking around with orange nipples. Because for some reason, back then my 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 nipples are now very brown, but back then they were very pink. They were very European. My nipples back then. Yeah, I remember. And also, I, I remember. love the, the <laughs> yes. I love the confidence of a kid just waking up in the morning and walking through a shop with no top on. Like, yeah, I'm not walking through yeah. the shop no. in the kitchen. Yeah, well, uh, what's especially up, you got to remember that this is a this is a very fat kid as well. Don't forget, like, it was not like I was like you know in good in perfect nick or anything like that. Like that, and especially the pod, uh, Dilshan. Um, you've said to me multiple times that you've um, enjoyed Ben's chats well, about uh, parenting, and that Ben you. should do his own um, spin-off podcast about being a father. Oh, I, I, I don't know if Dil already told you this, Ben, but if you start a, a podcast on parenting, or maybe just um, on fatherhood, I guess I would definitely listen because I think. Like most things in life, there are different approaches to the same thing, and so there are different styles, different parenting styles, different styles, different fathering styles, and so I think a lot of things that you've said about being a dad resonates with my approach to it as well. So I think if you did something like that, I would definitely. But it's funny. It, it's uh, it's and in fact, there's very lovely feedback, and uh, and I've enjoyed all the photos of your uh, beautiful daughter, who uh, is uh, is 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 got all the giant singer looks, uh, and is a, a very cute baby. But it's really interesting because it's like I think I mentioned on the last part of the pod before, where it's in the last couple of months in particular, I haven't felt like I've been nailing it. I think I, if anything, I've. Like, you know, I'm trying to be as honest and open as I possibly can be about parenthood. But the one thing I can do is, which I'm trying to get better, is generally reflect and go, look, whatever you're doing, at least you're trying. Like, that's if, if even if you just try, right. then that's half the battle. Like, like if you mm. weren't trying, then you'd give up and it'd be fucked. And then at right. the moment now, and I think that's like, I'm coming, I had my first four hours to myself yesterday in two months. Like, and... It was it was insane. Like I wow. didn't know what to. You know you know what I spent the four hours doing, washing and really enjoyed it. I haven't done I haven't done that. Yes, like all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No no no. Yeah, yeah, exactly, washing because the second he hasn't yeah. washed it all this whole time. That's why he smells. Well, and he's well I remember one day one day <laughs> I, I I went two days not having a shower. Like I genuinely forgot this beard. Like this beard is out of control. And if you can look to the side, and I'll be taking a photo of it. I've got so much that I've got the side bits because I've watched the last dance too many times. I want to feel like a power forward from the you know the Antonio Spurs. Like I, I've I've lost my shit. Like, well, it sounds like a good strategy against coronavirus, though. If you're smelling, people won't come close to you, and they'll keep that is true. And also, you're at the early <laughs> stages, which is so much fun. I get excited for friends who have babies because you go, oh, then you've got this next bit and then you've got that next bit to look forward to. And, you know, Dill's, are, you, you're both quite reflective. Like, I think that's what I've noticed with Dill is Dill takes stock of, of, you know, where things are better than he has before. Like, I reckon it's, you know, it's a skill in itself to be that reflective. But I think, you know, he probably learned it from his older brother, which, you know, after you've been tormented for so many years, you need to take stock and, <laughs> and understand why. I think I think between Dill and me, I think I was maybe just purely by the fact that I'm older than him five, by five years that I got into reading self help and stuff. Let's say books in the self mm -hmm. self help uh, um, section, sure. you know, and I would share stuff from it, like any key takeaways, and because I I think I. 
uh, I think one of that that the Seven Habits of Stephen Highly Covey. Effective People. Yeah. That book was the first one that actually struck a chord with me. Yeah, Stephen Covey's book. And then we suddenly found some kind of a common ground where we can actually exchange ideas on this and see each other's viewpoint. But it didn't. It it it, it took a while. You were more, uh, let's say, you you would listen, action. but there was not much uh, contribution. Oh yeah, yeah, from yeah, for side. sure. I was always interested yeah. in. No, action and also yeah, exchange. Yeah, yeah, for exchange sure. Because, uh, and right. I, I, I think it's a good point uh, of the pod to sort of give people a little bit of your context to your story, which is that you were, you know, a really a amazing student, really uh, top grades. Then you went to Monte Carlo uh, and got an undergraduate uh, and uh, postgraduate mm-hmm. degree. In fact, the postgraduate was a scholarship because of how well you did the undergraduate. And then basically got headhunted in yep. Monte Carlo. <laughs> Correct, exactly. In, in Monte Carlo and very young age, yes. got worked quite high up. And then around the age of, was it 20? Uh, wait, one second. I was, I was, the, I was the class president <laughs> and the valedictorian. And I had to give a speech. Let's, let's not gloss right, over right, these right. details, please. And when I was giving this speech at the, at the graduation ceremony, unbeknownst to me, my future employer was in right. that audience. And he uh, he appreciated the the way I the the crowd was reacting to me, and he saw how charming my fellow he was were He's responding riffing. to me, and he wanted to he <laughs> he, he was charmed, and he sent yeah. for me. He I actually he actually bought my flight and everything, and I went to Geneva to wow, be interviewed. Right. Just right. out of business school with a huge ego, like massive, like I could take on the world, and you can't teach right. me anything. And here. so then you kick that goals, you kick audacity. goals in that industry in hedge funds at a very young age um, for quite a while, and was on track to keep doing bigger and better things. And then you stopped, <laughs> and I was in Monaco at the time when it happened. And also, just a bit of background. So you were you were a hedge fund right, so, manager. Is that is that what you'd call it? No, no. I I was no. I was the head of sales and investor right. relations. That yep. was my title at this hedge fund. So yep. I was never on the trading side, but I was the bridge between uh, yep, the cool. clients and the company. So my job was client acquisition, basically going and whining and dining them and uh, uh, explaining what we do and then yep. uh, acquiring new clients. And so, yeah, what happened is this, the switch didn't happen overnight. I mean, for a good six months, I think I was starting to feel like uh, there was this tiny voice that was telling me, this is, I don't think this is what you want to do for the rest of your life. And then in my head, I'm like, that's actually the tiny voice. But then the the bigger, the, the louder voice says, are you kidding? Do you see how much you're getting mm. paid? Look at the lifestyle you have. You're living here. You're traveling here. You um, uh, and and you are relatively, I mean, reasonably good at your job. I mean, that's why I was probably getting paid well. That's why I was. Oh, you, you're being humble so now. You were very good at and, your job. Uh, so all these things. It, that particular job in terms of getting. Yeah, I was uh, I, I mean, my my boss was uh, my boss and I had an extremely good relationship. The same guy who uh, mm. saw me in the audience and uh, we continued to work very well together. And but but I just felt like this is, can't be it. And every once that tiny voice uh, got in, it just kept getting louder and louder at like real small increments, like tiny, tiny, tiny increments. And to the point where I would go to work and walking down those hallways, uh, the, the the corridor, I would feel the energy get just sucked mm. out of me. Just like really like, oh, it's draining. It's draining. I can't. I don't know. And it's just not even it's I've not even started my day and mm. I'm already starting to. Mm. resent it and then at some point and the and here's the thing i didn't know what i wanted to do but what i did know was this can't be it and that was probably one of the toughest decisions i had to take because everything was working out for me and here i am trying to rock this Mm. boat because it's going really well but i've decided that for some reason this is not what i'm supposed to do and I remember the uh, the decision. So it was there, but the tipping point was where I was on a flight to London to meet investors, uh, investors uh, as in not new investors but current investors, and give them bad news. And I was not enjoying this process. I was not um, handling the fact that I have to give them bad news, and I had nothing to do with it. But at the same time, it is the company I work for, and um, and so. There was this weird twisting that was going on in my stomach. That was the night mm. before. 
And that scared me because I have never had a physiological reaction to stress. Right. Yet. That was like just like someone was just twisting my my. Insides. It's really quite interesting and how then, like since then was, I've seen so many different uh, uh, stories about how stress uh, can cause actual digestive issues and 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 you know like you know like Harley Breen talked about how he couldn't shit right when he was so stressed with work. Like it's amazing how much that gut right. health is linked to your brain health. And so this would have been the first pang of it. And and you know with all the travel right. and the, and it was crazy hours as well, wasn't it? It was crazy hours, but at the same time, remember that year, that year was probably the heaviest I was right, right. Yeah. in a while yeah. because I was just stress eating, stress eating, stress eating. When you yeah. came to And then I show up with my appetite uh, and for we booze were, and food. That, right. And yeah, so there was a lot of drinking, a lot of eating. And I think I, think I reached my, my highest uh, to date has been 98 kilos. That's, right. that's been my highest. And I think I was 97 at yeah. that time because there was another yo-yo uh, session yeah, yeah. a little later on in my life but 97 how, how tall I, I think you I was 97 context? kilos at that time and so it was 5'9 5'8 and a half depending this is how he will talk to his investors yeah. you've made yeah. a million a half a million <laughs> you lost million. money I'm taking I'm your house I'm down 500 actually can you pay for those drinks <laughs> 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 this guy's good. <laughs> so, uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah. From a health point of view, like forget uh, first. Let's talk, physical health was it was obvious that oh, I'm gaining weight. Right. Pants are not fitting. My suits are getting tight on me, and uh, and I didn't like how I looked in the mirror. I didn't feel confident. I remember. I remember fe- feeling that like going into a meeting, I didn't feel confident. And it was very much linked to my the, the self image, my the image I had of myself. But uh, that was the visible part. But then the invisible thing was the mental health, because that is what took a beating. Because every day I was stifling this inner voice that was telling me, like, like almost pleading, beg- begging me mm. that this is not what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. And finally. Um, the tip, I decided on a flight. On this flight to London, I decided that's it. Uh, we're going to explore life. We're going to take a huge chance. I don't. I have no idea what I'm going to do. But I'm going to. The only way I'm going to find out what I'm going to do is if I stop this. And it was easy for me to do this because at that time I didn't have anyone depending yeah. on me. My mm-hmm. parents were doing quite well. Deal was okay. <laughs> I owed you some money, uh, though. Remember that? You kids. can't say deal was okay. Uh, so <laughs> I, had a, I had an ongoing debt account with you for a while. Uh, I, I was saying to you before I paid you off once, going, I called you all excitedly, saying I had like this new <laughs> benchmark in terms of my savings, and I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe it. This is the first time I've hit this figure, and you're like, that's great. Now you can pay me. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. This isn't still my money. So that was <laughs> yeah. the feeling. Like I couldn't actually enjoy that moment fully knowing that there was still it still wasn't fully my money you know what i mean like that's and that since then i've been very good at paying off my debts yeah, purely yeah, because yeah. i can then look at my account and go oh that's all mine and how but how old are you how old yeah 27 with uh, savings that could have e- i could have easily gone on for like five years six years and i've had i've spoken about this with a few people and i always tell them that listen uh, don't do what i do I always say if I could, uh, for me, the factors were quite obvious that, oh, you've got money uh, in the bank. You've got no dependents. You can take this risk now. For everyone else that I've spoken to since then or who have come to me with advice, I actually give mm. Dil's example. Uh, Dil knows this, I think. Dillu, Dil, Dil. Um, I call him <laughs> Dillu, by the way. I think that was yep. clear by now. Um, how Dil uh, Dil was an accountant but he phased that out rather than stopping it right away so he actually worked uh, I mean he was working normal time then he you reduced it to like five days a week sorry four days a week I didn't Mm. do any work for a year I just bought a PlayStation uh, 2 or a PlayStation 3 I dated (laughs) half of Monaco (laughs) yeah I uh, I traveled. I traveled to. I, that was my first and only yeah. trip to yes, Australia. Now, I mean, I have. This is a point of contention. Then. That was in two thousand eight. This is a point of contention. How have you not come back here again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. 
Because it's not I like you didn't have a good time. You loved since, it here. There were a couple of times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the people were f- so friendly. I, I remember telling Dale how people are friendly over here. In, That's uh, very good. And but, you, avoid, you but, avoided the question yeah. very well. <laughs> uh, why haven't I come back? Uh, we, we need to plan that soon. No, no, we need to, we need to plan. But now with uh, Isha, with my daughter, it might be a little difficult well, for us. And also maybe yeah, the virus. Another year, but we'll plan <laughs> Yeah, the virus. Oh yeah, the virus does put the a virus, bit of a spanner virus. in the works. I keep forgetting. More than the, uh, but the reason I wanted to give that backstory context yeah. to people because is is that 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 was that I would say some of the most that one year that you spent doing nothing was not like you just because you're someone who's c- quite uh, productive. No matter what you do, you will always find productivity in the day. And you spent a lot of that time with self development. That's where oh, okay. I was getting to is the idea that that that. I would oh, say that's right. where okay, you yeah, cultivated yeah, okay. uh, this real approach to self-development, that, right. now which I then fed mean. to okay. me, which then led me to basically, because I would, I would call you every morning when I was at KPMG, because well, the time difference was such that when I was walking to work, you would be finishing on your day. And it was almost like talking me off, a, not, not yeah, right. you know, like just I was so down. And, and I think all the reading that you were doing at the time was... Right being applied to me and i think remember saying like one of the most game-changing sentences you said to me as as tough as that time was was you said that don't forget that as awful as this whole experience is feels for you right now this could potentially only be like a little chapter in your autobiography or even just a paragraph in your autobiography there's still more you you know you, you can do and that was such a big moment for me so i felt like once that's once then the kpmg right. thing fell through that's where you and I started really exploring this idea of self-development and self-help and, and things like that, you know, because we saw right. almost as almost at the same right. time. Okay. Almost, now I know what you mean. Yeah. When I said I didn't do anything yeah, for a year, like work-wise, what I meant is like in terms of ma- uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. work-wise, nothing Did that made money. Did you use yeah, that time? Correct. But yeah, there, were, there, was, there wasn't a day that went by where I didn't add value to myself. I think I learned so much right. during that year. I just, uh, I remember just, start, take, uh, that's my uh, approach to most things. I'll find a, latch onto a topic that interests me at that time, at that given time. And I'll just find out everything I can about it. And at that, I remember the first topic, and this is weird, but I remember thinking, I don't know anything about World War II because Dilu will back me up on this. But in Sri Lanka, in the history uh, lessons in school, World War Two was, was just a cha- lost there was a over, chapter. Right? There was just not. There was one chapter, but, but we didn't it was even... like uh, because there was yeah. so much more things. Sh- and I needed to, history that I wanted to know exactly Correct. what went on. Correct. So I, I remember that was my first obsession where I just watched doc- documentary after documentary, read books, uh, and just just familiarized myself, just educated myself right. on this topic. And so most things I do that I, I approach things like that. So that's how I feel like I'm adding value to myself, so that. Compared to yesterday, I'm a different person in a yeah. positive And, then, and, and you'll, so be, able to, you'll you be able to do that with your daughter now. Just uh, that, That's the whole thing that you'll be able to do. Still the same thing, but you'll be able to do it through the lens of your daughter. So you actually get to start doing that again. That's what I found recently that I, you know, like I, in the last two months, and this is like, if it happens again, this is my tip, but every day the kids could pick a topic. So it could be fucking anything. And my favorite of all the topics is, my son just goes, I really need to learn about pigeons. I just need <laughs> to learn about pigeons. And I, I didn't know anything about pigeons, but the fact that you right. can go down this wormhole and learn about pigeons and then and then I don't know if I told this, but we went we went then we, we, we learned about rock pigeons and why they're called rock pigeons and the most common species. And then we went out and I was like, Well, let's see if we can find one in the real wild. So we go out for a midday adventure and as we were going through it, I was like we can't find a fucking pigeon. There's a million of them in this fucking city and we can't find one. And then eventually we find one on a roof, right? right? And it is the most emaciated, unhealthy pigeon mm. you've ever seen. And I just remember my daughter going, it's so beautiful. It's just, <laughs> like, yeah, like, that it's pigeon's just... about to quit its uh, finance job. <laughs> yeah, it's about, it's about to quit its finance job and keep going. But that, I mean, that is, that is something to be, because not many people have that. Do you know what I mean? Like if most people took a year off, which I think about my year off and I spend it in, in Holland and I'm pretty sure I wasn't, I'm pretty sure I wasn't looking at a certain topic going, 
Actually, there was one topic I, I really wanted to investigate, yeah. and it was called weed, and I really, really got into it. <laughs> you became a professional. But during that time, uh, did you, uh, the time off, uh, in terms of uh, fitness and things like that, because in my head, I was always fatter than you since we were kids, um, that I never really saw you as being unfit hmm. because there was always Correct. there was always me who was way more unfit. So it's funny when you mentioned that you were got to ninety eight and stuff. And I now when I picture those photos from that trip, yeah, of course, you know, you, you're quite big. Uh, in terms of self control and discipline, it always felt like you were you had a stronger hold of it than I did. Like you, you seem to be able to apply yourself a lot better. And so, well, I can tell you why. That's because. Um... Uh, something that my mom used to say about me is that I'm. Is this a different? Very, is this a different mother to I'm Dill's a very mother? Proud person, yeah, even I was as a ask, child. How come she never said this to me? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> she used to say. She used to always, uh, and she used to criticize my pride, saying that I'm a very proud person and that I have this huge ego. And um, she was right. But even at the age of uh, 12 or 13, I remember her telling me that your pride, your pride will be, you know what, your pride will be the fall of right. you or something like that, she would say. That's what will destroy My mom was Shakespeare. Like, something to that effect. <laughs> She's and I remember being... <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. And she, she left she, the she, stage. She left to pray yes. for, for, to Mecca, yeah. but then she came back on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so for me it's like if i if i say that i will do something it's, it's uh, there's no question that i will at least try to get to it because i've already said it and i don't want to look right. stupid by not or not stupid but mm. i just have too much yeah. pride because i've already committed to doing this and uh and yeah, and there's this uh, a friend of mine in Monaco. Actually, she asked me this question: "Where, um, what's the worst thing someone can call you?" And I remember, like, without hesitation, the the word that came to me was hypocrite. Like, you call me a hypocrite, that would affect me because for some reason that that uh, doesn't go well with the identity I've created for myself. So I am very careful to commit to something, but once I commit to it, it's mm. almost good as done. For most, for the for, yeah, for most things that I said my uh, mind. That, that, I mean, yeah. I think that's really good. Um, I I just I'm just thinking, you you both are very determined young men. You both have uh, quite uh, substantial egos. I still don't understand how you guys didn't punch on. It, if you look at the maths <laughs> on paper, it makes no sense. And then the whole time, this is all I can think about, is I have met your mum. Your mum is this gentle, tiny woman who has somehow had to then manage those right. two boys growing up like that. Like if anyone I have deserves a... a Fucking prize! Your mom yeah. is just I have a, a, an amazing I, human being. Yeah, I have a theory why we didn't punch on is because we didn't want to ruin such yeah. perfect faces. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. I love it. But, you came up with the phrase, not the face, not the face. No, 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 don't, not the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. But again, uh, I think our mom was pretty mm. tough back when we were growing what up. She, she was tougher than what she is now. Now she's that gentle little flower. She's but scary back then woman. She it's was, fair to uh, say. Pretty strict. Uh, we but would also, be scared of um, her. Yeah. our cousins, yeah. you know, our in uh, her sister's kids would be afraid of her because their parents couldn't control their own kids. So they would use my mom as the threat, saying, "Oh, if you don't do this, we're going to tell your auntie Rosia." And they're like, "Okay, no, please don't tell her. Don't tell her." Like she was a four foot eleven terror. But uh, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, uh, we, yeah, we're coming close to, to, to wrapping up. So I guess, uh, Ben, what questions what? do you have? Because I just have one more question. Uh, I need one embarrassing story of Dilrock. This is one of my favorite stories. So, Dil, uh, so this is like all kind of related to fitness, too, because Dil, Dil must have mentioned that we were uh, we used to train yes. for our school swim team. Right. And we used to train like yeah. five days a week, was it? At uh, five fifteen mm. in the morning, we start till seven thirty a.m. Men still do be uh, not sure of how good and, I was, um, even though I keep saying what? I was good. <laughs> no, I don't doubt it. It's just I never associate no, swimming with Sri Lanka. It just it, it never. I just it just I've never how gone there. Fucking to, dare to, you! <laughs> We're surrounded by water. <laughs> yes. Good point. And one year, a lot of it came through. But yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> and how do you think Dale got to Australia? Um, so uh, yeah, and so one morning I remember, um, and so while we were training, the parents who were very the keen parents who wanted to be a, a, an active part of their children's uh, uh, life would stay for the practices. While we were in the pool, the parents would hang out, they would chat with each other, and I remember I would be training in with the, the let's say the seniors. Uh, and Dil would be with the absolute juniors because he was six or seven years old. And then suddenly from the pool, from one side, I could see the parents started to get kind of, uh, there was a murmuring, there was some panic going around. And there, all I could see from my side is I could see Dil being escorted away by one of the parents saying, oh, come here, come here, Dilruk. It's okay, come with us, we can go. And taking him towards the changing room. Dil completely oblivious, like, oh, okay, let's go to the changing room. And just as he passed us, I saw there was from behind, I could see a massive turd <laughs> hanging from his swimming trunks. Because Dil, six-year-old Dil decided to take a shit in his swimming trunks. <laughs> I... <laughs> I think from memory, it was, you know, again, remember I was six, but I think from memory, it was like, I, I, it has happened, but if I play this cool, I think I can get away with it. So you know? good. Like, cause you're, I know, cause you're, cause you're underwater. <laughs> you're like, this will be fine. But we were doing so many drills where you'd step onto the, you know, the, the platform and dive in. Ah, <laughs> uh, this um, is. Right. It was like it was like he was carrying marbles in his trunk. <laughs> it's like the end of uh, Jim Carrey's Ace Ventura, where they turn around you see Captain Twinkle. I know. <laughs> um, um, uh, I think we uh, look. Who, who was the favorite? Dill Dill has always yeah. been the baby of the family. And when I left uh, Sri Lanka to 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 go to Monaco to move to Monaco, Dill and my mom were. Uh, were like uh, it, I remember my mom calling me a week after and saying oh it's really fun um, now that you've left because <laughs> we feel a little more free and I said what do you mean like, no you're always with your rules and your and so it's true I used to be quite strict in terms of the rules and I used to be like uh, uh like, you know, make sure that door is locked. And I used to be concerned. I used to have that kind well, of a parental kind of role in my family. Because yeah, right. my dad he was working the, the father figure at the role at home then, right? to some degree. Mm. To an extent, yeah. Right, right. And uh, and, and I, I, I didn't even realize it until I was in my 20s that, oh, I think there was a part of this childhood that I missed. And so, uh, but back back in the day, I, I remember feeling very uh, parental about the whole thing. And so when I left to Monaco, I remember my mom saying that. Oh, yeah, things really are great that. over That's here now that so, you've like, left. I'm sure, she, I mean, my mom <laughs> yeah. is so innocent. She wouldn't have realized, like, what an insulting thing that is to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also in our family, I think I've... I've uh, yeah, I gave you the name Killjoy. Killjoy, yeah. Because yeah. I... Uh, but that is a very different person <laughs> to who you are as well. And I think I want to say as well is that that I you know we talked about having to share the room that that in spite of all the fighting which we definitely absolutely had as any siblings would I think that's where we probably developed such a similar sense of humor because we had to watch the same movies oh, or watch time. the same yeah. TV shows together and in fact there's a on my desk here there's a mug that when I was working in accounting my brother uh, he sent me. Um, Ben and it's it's just a, a a mug of a whole bunch of different sentences and they're just a really really random sentences that we used to laugh at since we were a kid so it ranges from quotes from uh, Eddie Murphy's stand up to uh, to to stuff from Friends the TV show or you know uh, I'm looking right now there's even Eddie Izzard references so so we we were always like. I think in spite of all right. the fighting and stuff that it caused us to be very, very close as well because of that. And and then I think that's what helped us become best friends as much as we were siblings. You know what I mean? And making yeah. each other laugh. I think that's, yeah. for me, one of my biggest uh, joys. Making Dill laugh because is, I, I've is been a, inspired by you guys. Because uh, I've said this and, before. Like, I have spent more time with my sister. It was a similar age difference. She's four years younger. I've spent more time with my sister... In the last two months, because she had to come back, she was based in Italy, COVID hit, 
more time in the last eight months than we have in the last seven years. And yeah. the one thing I remember the most is even though we've missed each other, we didn't stay in much contact at all. I mean, two kids uh, being at home, it just, you know, it's not an excuse, but we just let it go. But we, I think I've been laughing more with her in the last right. two months than I have, I reckon, the last couple of years. But just because, A, yeah, you know wow. each other and you grow up yeah. making that other person laugh. So I totally get it. Yeah. Like, like it's yeah. just, if you make your sister laugh, it, it doesn't get any rawer than that. The second closest thing is your partner or your wife that you have yeah. sort of that, that the humour is so embedded genetically, but also because you've grown up with it, like nothing else really compares. Because quite often the funniest thing between you two as siblings not, pretty much not many not not many other people would find funny totally totally there's so much shared 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 interest Absolutely. but like even with the decision first of all to do become a stand up for me was you played a big part in that but then also once i had signed up to do the open mic at the comics lounge i kept sending you like you were the only person who was seeing the drafts of all my scripts remember back then i would send you the update right. in fact you had a right. you started a list of uh, ideas i think even before i did I think you started a word, word doc with ideas hmm. for me to play with on open mics before I even got got a chance to do it. So right. it's almost... Yeah. I think you used it. Yeah, I thought right? at least tried to. I tried to. Yeah, there was one I think was something about, you know, and it seems quite, you know, used now, but at the time, you know, when you're in a new... Before you even get into stand-up, you don't know what is used and what's hacked and what stuff, but it's about the idea of Bluetooth uh, phones, you know, the receivers and someone talking to themselves and thinking mm. that they're off their head, but they're, they're just on the, you know, chat to Bluetooth. I'm like, oh man, that's such a great idea. Let me see. Right, right, <laughs> I've never heard right. anyone talk about that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I think, and I, it's really interesting because every time I get interviewed about stuff, I always make sure I reference, uh, you know, if it comes up that, you know, you were always the funnier one in the family. You just didn't have my neediness to get approval for it from other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's true about the funnier in the I mean it's uh, it's a different mm. style if you have to uh, we're not going to um, analyze the comedy here but I think Dil and I we have a different uh, uh, way of expressing something you're, you're, funny. but you're you're uh, better at like voices be... and impersonations like you do you do impersonations of family members uh, and and actors and stuff like that which I wish I could take to stage See, yeah. this is why we can do that on our podcast. <laughs> podcast. Where the numbers start up with your whole family and slowly dwindle as every time you burn yeah, yeah, someone's yeah, bridge. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> uh, we um, to, up. Finish up, to finish up, yeah. So where, where, where's, uh, I just quickly want to talk about, uh, to, uh, to end yeah. off with how we used to eat. And, and uh, a lot. did you just fart, Ben? Right. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Did you fart? Yeah, I, yeah. I'll you tell serious? you what, I mean, I made pea soup at lunch, and seriously, oh, mate, I have been, I and it oh was just that sounded I made like fresh a pea soup, pea soup one, yeah. and I just oh don't know what to God. do with my anus. It is flying off the handle. I've made notes editing on bits where I was like, "That's got to mm. go." I'm surprised you haven't heard the other fifteen that have been. Oh, boy, flying no, that was the first this time. Episode. It's oh been well, you have to keep this one in. You gotta oh. keep this one in. Like, listen, there, there's, yeah. there's the little Easter egg, the chocolate Easter egg, the peach that you can just listen throughout the episode and go, "Yep, heard that one. Yep, heard that one. Yeah. Yep, heard that." Oh yeah, a new drinking game. And <laughs> every time you hear Ben fart, uh, we should. Uh, yeah, but yeah, one of the things I was going to talk about is the food and stuff. But I think pretty much we've talked about this enough from my side. But uh, you, you were a big eater as well. And then in the last three, four years, you managed to switch it off. Like you still enjoy eating well, but you brought a lot more control into, because I still struggle with the binge side of things. Whereas you've got bang, uh, you know how to. For me, well, there's you know very, just to say it very quickly, is that I just didn't uh, like how I felt after I binge ate. For me, it came and what down I was to going that. to ask is though that I, I, for me personally, I think there was a strong link between your change after our parents both had like heart surgery, or maybe after mum's first heart surgery. I feel like that was your tipping point. Yeah, because then it became real. Then then it became real. Like it was someone we know. Because until then, we've been hearing mm -hmm. about 
this, right? About people getting heart attacks, people dying from it. We know, know a few people from our uh, extended family and family friends. And But then when it happened to our parents or our mom, then, then I realized, oh, uh, this is not going to end well if I don't change. We're not something. immune to it. Yeah. And I knew that as... Uh, yeah, and I also knew that exercise is not going to be the biggest uh, key factor here. It's the it's what we put into mm. ourselves. That's that's the, the it's the food that's going to matter most. And so, first thing for me was quantity. I was eating everything. I mean, I think Dale knows this about me. I used to eat everything, but I used to control the portions. And I would be like, okay, uh, whenever I had overeaten. And I remember this a few uh, events, a few things that a few moments when this happened uh, when I was in uh, Monaco. I remember waking up next day and really feeling bad, about, like shitty. And I said, I, "It's not worth what I ate. That joy that I got while I was eating is not worth the mm. shittiness I feel right now about myself." And so I was able to create sort of a sort of a red flag in my head. That I can raise every time I feel like, oh, we're heading there. Now we need to put a stop loss on yeah. this. We, we've, you've had your, your what, what do I like? I love uh, anything. Rice. Actually, I eat Rice is a uh, So the moment I feel like, oh, you've already had one of those. Yeah, you've had your first uh, serving of rice. That's enough. I, I think the taste is not going to change in the second yeah, round. Right. It's going to be the right, same right. thing. And I, I've said that. And also when it comes to food craving, something I told my mom, uh, our mom, this is that, by taking, don't deprive yourself. I would, if if it's chocolate, I said take that one piece or even half a piece, and you watch how about maybe fifty, sixty percent yeah. of your craving is taken care of. You won't get a hundred percent if you given left to your own de- uh, devices. You'd probably eat the entire bar, but just have that little nibble, and you watch how it takes care of your right. craving. So that has something that has worked well for me. That very conscious eating, and it's also that book that I came across, which was called. Uh, Mindless eating? Uh, was it mind- mindless eating, eating or mindless eating? Mindless eating. Yeah, that was mind- mindless yeah, yeah. eating. Yeah. And that, that made a change for me in terms of uh, what do we eat and what, what it's... What was the is. effect of uh, having a child in terms of that mortality factor now? Like, because in the, you know, having... Now that you have to stay alive for her, or even in terms of... we talk, ben, and, ben and I talk a lot about right. those habits that you want to give your kids, uh, that, you know, that, that, that you want your kids to see you doing good things how much of that changed you once she's in oh completely because i didn't feel uh age never mattered to me until i became a dad and suddenly i'm doing calculations of oh when i'm 50 she's going to be this when i'm 60 she's going to be this and suddenly i started realizing oh i don't i don't have much time with her i need to make sure that a that i spend uh, maximize how much time i can have with her and B, make sure that that time I spend with her is like absolute pure quality time. And by that, I mean, um, or, already uh, we are, oh, say, older parents because we yeah. had, my, I, I was 40 when I had my uh, daughter. And so I knew that it's going to be, a, I know that it's going to be against me. So I'm already like working out, doing stuff like burpees and stuff because it involves getting up, bending down and the stuff that I will need to have yeah. when I'm playing with my daughter. So the other day I managed to, I, we, I, I was carrying her, she dropped something. I managed to squat, like deep squat to pick it up while carrying her. And I was like, oh, that's that that's yeah. good. Because that I couldn't do two months ago. That's awesome. So workout and food, everything, I look at it from a, from a dad's point of view. That's, I need to be, I need to be able to be an excellent dad. And to do that, uh, just physical fitness and mental, mental fitness will, we haven't touched on it so much, but physical fitness is uh, huge. something that's going huge. to play and, and that's and then And that's the whole thing. Like, And there'll be moments where I think that's the thing I've learned, especially in the last two months. Again, I feel like I've, I've learned more about uh, fatherhood in the last two months than I ever have before. But, you know, that sense of there are days where you are as present as fuck. You are so engaged with your child. You have such a connection and you still don't like it. And that's okay. Because you're tired, you're tired, and that's fine. You're right. tired, and you're having that moment, and you, and you feel bad. You're like, but tomorrow, I'll be fine. I've had a bit of rest. Like it's that thing where yes, save every moment, but don't be too harsh. I've been so harsh on myself on the last two months that 
I'm glad I'm I'm glad that I've actually been able to enjoy it, but it took a lot of work to be able to go, hang on, actually today's been a great day. You know, today's been a great day. You learnt lots, you had fun, uh, you giggled, you laughed, right. you cuddled, uh, you accidentally wiped shit on yourself and you didn't notice and it didn't bother you. So, it, you know, it's a win. Exactly. <laughs> um, Dilshan Jaisinger, thank you. Thank you so much for, for doing this. This is, uh, it's completed the, the trifecta. So we had uh, our parents on at the start of the year and here in the middle of the year. We have had you on. Uh, where yeah. well, people uh, will, you know, find you obviously quite funny, which you do uh, a lot of in your on, in your work in your uh, website. Right. So the website name is la- it's lazy but smart languages uh, dot com or lazy but smart dot com. So I have a company that uh, does online courses for South Asian languages for mainly foreigners who want to learn the the language. And uh, so, um, or else you can find me on uh, Instagram mm. at, at Lazy Dilshan. Uh, Twitter, I don't do, thank you. On Twitter, I don't do Twitter anymore. It just became. Uh, but Lazy But Smart is, uh, is basically, if you, if you actually Google Learn Singhalese, it's yours that comes up mostly, isn't it? Yeah, Learn Singhala. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, yeah. amazing. All right, thank you so much. Uh, for us, uh, Ben Lomas, your uh, Ben Lomas comic. Uh, yes. I am at Dilruk J. Uh, and uh, my Amazon is streaming right now. Amazon special is streaming, which my dad has watched, as we said, seven times. So you know what? No one else. You don't have to watch it because dad's <laughs> doing the heavy lifting. Uh, and also Stan Lockdown Festival is now streaming for Aussie and, uh, 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 viewers. And Patreon. Uh, the new Patreon episode uh, will uh, be dropping soon. Uh, but make sure yes. you uh, sign in. A uh, lot more Squash Dogs have signed up, and we really, really appreciate yeah, incredible. it. Uh, getting great feedback from the last episode uh, with Thorno on it. Uh, so, mm-hmm. again, if you want to get on it, uh, please uh, head to Patreon FitBetPod. Dilshan slash Aya. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming. Thanks, What's, uh, so go- Thank you for having me, guys. This has been this has been amazing. This has been surreal. So thanks a lot. Do you, uh, you love, uh, maybe you can come up with the pun for your own show because you sometimes give me suggestions for puns. Uh, yeah, because I'm really good at it. <laughs> right. I've noticed well, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week, everyone. Take care. Bye. Dilshan, I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, you. Bye. see you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Ow!